0: Welcome to Twisted News, everyone. For today, we got a doozy for you. I'm Andrew, and I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to come and hang out with us. This week, we're talking about the insane saga of the Murdoff family down in South Carolina, the current trial happening with their patriarch, Alex. As a side note, we actually recently covered this story in depth on our Everytown series, so if you don't know all the details of this case... You're going to want to check out that video on the Scary Mysteries channel or our other podcast called Every Town. After that, we have a really interesting one about a woman's unexpected connection to a 1986 cold case, and it's something that could happen to any of us. Get ready for Scary Mysteries Twisted News. Number one The Trial of Alex Murdaugh. There really is no such thing as a perfect family. People can pretend and put on a good front, but everyone has troubles at home from time to time, despite how great their relationships with their families are. But in this next story, the troubles are just a bit more severe than what you and I would typically experience. The fall from grace that the Murdoch family experienced is like a big old and influential house of cards that came crumbling down. Alex Murdaugh, a 54-year-old South Carolina lawyer who comes from a long line of prosecutors, is currently facing trial for a mountain of charges involving drugs, fraud, as well as the deaths of his wife and son. The focus of his trial all started on what transpired on the night of June 7, 2021. Alex's family owned several properties in South Carolina, and on this day, at least according to him. He arrived at the family's hunting lodge in Islandton, South Carolina to find his 52-year-old wife Maggie and youngest son, 22-year-old Paul, shot to death in the yard. His 911 call came in around 10 p.m. that evening. When investigators arrived, they found the bodies near the lodge's dog kennels and there they were able to recover shell casings, but the murder weapons were nowhere to be found. Different guns were used to shoot the two, which typically indicates that at least two people committed the crime. But who would do this out in the middle of rural South Carolina and why? The autopsy reports reveal that the victims died at around 9 or 9.30 in the evening. Alex wasn't at home most of the day because he was with his ailing parents and a caretaker vouched for that. But then, three months later in September, Alex was out on a drive when he had to pull over because of a flat tire. While he was bent over, changing that tire, someone pulled up behind him, pulled out a gun, and shot him in the back of the head. Luckily, though, he only sustained a superficial gunshot wound and survived this seemingly random and violent attack. Instead of gaining sympathy, though, from the community, however... The investigation into the crime soon revealed that Alex was actually the mastermind behind his own shooting. He had paid 61-year-old Curtis Smith to kill him, but Alex's older son, 26-year-old Buster, would receive insurance money amounting to around $10 million. Now, would a true family man who just lost one son and a wife really do such a thing if they had a clean conscience? Leaving your only surviving son now with the weight of losing his entire family doesn't seem like a great idea. On September 14, 2021, just 10 days after the planned roadside shooting, South Carolina police arrested Smith. He was soon charged with the following, assisted suicide, aggravated assault and battery, and insurance fraud. More digging from authorities then started to unravel many dark secrets from the family, specifically ones that Alex was hiding. Murdaugh wasn't just suffering from depression at the time, but he was also abusing drugs. Smith was not only his former client, but also his oxycodone supplier. A couple days after Murdaugh was shot, he made a statement about him entering a substance abuse rehabilitation center in Florida. It was also revealed that a number of other issues had been haunting the family, For example, his deceased son Paul had been charged with three felonies regarding the death of his friend during a boating accident in 2019 in which he was driving the boat. The family of the victim, Mallory Beach, believed that the Murdaugh's used their connections to ensure that Paul would not be treated like a criminal, as well as to cover up what really happened in that accident. Similar cover-up accusations were also thrown at the family when in 2018, a longtime housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield supposedly fell down the front steps of their estate, which gave her severe head injury that ultimately led to her death. And then her insurance settlement, which amounted to around $4.3 million, was not awarded to her two sons. Instead, through an elaborate scam, the payout was diverted to Murdaugh's account. Through persistent lawsuits, the Satterfield sons finally managed to get what was lawfully theirs, but fraud had definitely been committed. And then, another cover-up that entangled the Murdaugh's was the murder of a teenager named Stephen Smith in 2015, who passed away as a result of a hit-and-run case. Stephen was an openly gay classmate of Buster in high school, and initially, investigators followed leads that suggested that Buster and Stephen were in a relationship. While no further information had been released for the motive of Stephen's murder, it was believed that the Murdoch family was heavily involved not only in the cover-up of the crime, but also in the crime itself. This is a rich, prominent family with deep roots down in the south, and so there's a lot of things they've seemed to get away with that other regular folk would have no chance of pulling off. But it seems like everything is starting to catch up with them at this point. Alex's arrest came a month after Smith's arrest. Aside from the controversial cases mentioned earlier, the disgraced lawyer also had charges involving drugs, embezzlement, forgery, and other felonies that date back more than a decade. Currently, the charges add up to over 100, including two counts of murder for the deaths of Maggie and Paul. Recently, after a shocking testimony by his son Buster during the trial of the murders of Maggie and Paul... But their surviving son stated that his father was destroyed by their tragic deaths. Alex took the stand and was grilled by the prosecution during cross-examination. There, he admitted that he lied numerous times during the investigation, running the blame on his painkiller addiction that made him paranoid. He's a lawyer, so he knows how to maneuver his way around the courtroom. However, on March 2nd, after the jury deliberated for just three hours, they found Alex guilty of the double murder of his wife and son. And soon, we'll find the fate he'll face, and it's likely he'll spend the rest of his life in jail. Number 2. Woman's Unexpected Link to 1986 Cold Case It's fairly common nowadays for people to want to learn about their ancestry and use online DIY tests to do it. It's simple to just purchase a kit, send back a swab of saliva and or a strand of hair with the follicle, and you're good. The lab that runs a test on your DNA sample will usually provide information on your racial profile and ancestral characteristics, and that info will then be added to the company's database. Because of how effective and appealing this innovative service is, law enforcement has started to employ the help of these laboratories in solving many cold cases. And if you follow our channel, then you've heard several of these stories. Authorities take unknown DNA that was collected from cold cases, and they upload to these databases, which then connects them with other relatives who have used the ancestry sites based on matching DNA. Recently, when 31-year-old Jackie Viduro of California tried the genealogy test offered by 23andMe, she only expected to learn about her ancestry, just like everybody else. However, her life changed forever, when one day she received a call from a cold case homicide detective. Jackie's DNA hit a match to an unidentified victim of a cold case murder that happened 37 years ago. This victim was a female who had been fatally shot in the chest and then left on the side of the road in San Diego. During the time of the murder, police weren't able to match her to any missing persons case. She had no identification on her and no relatives reached out, and so she became an unidentified Jane Doe. But if detectives can find out who she is, then it will be much easier for them to learn her story and hopefully track down her killer. According to investigators, Jackie is considered the case's ground zero because of how closely her DNA matched the unknown victims. After coordinating with authorities, Jackie's mother also sent in her DNA to detectives so they could properly determine if the 1986 unidentified victim was related to her as well. Soon enough, they found out that both of them were indeed related to the victim, particularly on the great-grandfather side of Jackie's mother. According to Jackie, the investigators also expressed just how grateful they were for their cooperation as they've gotten their biggest break of the case after 37 years. Right now, they still have to scour through the family tree to fully identify this victim, but at least they know they're looking in the right place. Aside from the DNA match, currently all the information the authorities have of the victim is that she was around 25 to 30 years old when she was killed She also had long brown hair and brown eyes. They also ruled out the possibility that she was a sex worker. It's very interesting that even as time passes, there's always a way to solve even the oldest and seemingly hopeless cases. What started out as a service to help people learn more about themselves and their roots has now become a helpful means for authorities to give the victims and their loved ones a great chance to get justice. And soon enough, This story will most likely be next. So there were a couple of the most strange and disturbing news stories that we have for you guys today. If you like this episode, please check out more. We have true crime, UFOs, missing persons cases, and just a whole bunch of strange stories you need to hear to believe. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys in the next one.